What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? You know, I was going to say I wish I could be as lucky as this New Yorker, Juan Hernandez, but I think the Lakers need the luck more than I do. He won $10 million on a scratch-off game, but that's not the good thing or the miracle. This is his second time winning the lottery. The first time he won it back in 2019, he won $350 million. What? Yeah, but he only went home with six because he opted out. Wait, only went home with six? Well, I mean, out of 350, he only went home with six. If you won 350, would you play the lottery again? I guess you could. I mean, no one's stopping you to play, but Wait, 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 but hold on. You, you, You have a $350 million win and you only took home $6 million? How is that mathematically possible? He took the lump sum. That's what the article said. So he opted out. That couldn't be 350 to 6, though. Well, that's what they said. Well, no, the lottery could have been 350 and a lot of people won, is what happened. Oh, maybe. They didn't. That's okay. That makes more sense. That would make a lot more sense. He just won $10 million and he's saying he doesn't even know what he's going to do with it because he hasn't even spent half of the other winnings. And I'm like, wow. sir, if you want to get rid of money, I mean, I will be glad. Because the lump you. sum is usually like 60%. And then maybe there was there's more, like, you know, obviously less after taxes. So maybe that was his take home after all of that. Um, uh, that still, still is very big, hard to believe. Big difference. Well, unless, unless like 20 people won the lottery. Which is also hard to believe. Yes. Well, I don't know. But this is the second time winning. And I'm like, dude. So the guy won a lottery for the second time as well. Yeah, ten million dollars. Wow. I I actually know somebody who won a lottery twice. Get out of here. Swear to God, true story. True story. True, totally true story. Um, In fact, the guy, it was his parents. He played in the NFL for probably like ten years. He was a defensive lineman by the name of Jacques Cesaire, and he's now an assistant coach with the Buffalo Bills. And true story, grew up in a small town in Connecticut, and his parents. I'm trying to remember where. I think they were Haitian. Um, They came to America. They played the lottery, and they literally won the lottery twice. But neither one of them was like a number of ten million or three fifty. It was like two million one time, three million another time. That's still still pretty impressive. Yeah, one one. Can you imagine winning the lottery once is an impossibility? I mean, it's like one in like you know tens of millions. Right. To win twice. So you are right. He was one of the three hundred fifty, and he won. Uh, it says 10 here, too, back in 2019, and he only took six. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You win $10 million, but you take $6 million. Mm-hmm. Right. That, there you go. 60%. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That can yeah. Work. Yeah. That can yeah. Work. So, yeah. my bad. I read that wrong. But okay. Still, like, okay. Now it makes sense. I'm like, when you? Yeah. 20, pe- 20 people <laughs> won the lottery? I love that word. Can we say that word? I love that word. I mean, we just did. It's fine. I, mean, I didn't drop it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, dude, how lucky is this guy? I want to go and be like, can I just touch you, sir? Maybe I'll, like, get some luck or some. Maybe the Lakers need to go rub your head. I don't know. It is so funny you are saying this because you also said, hey, sir, you just want all this money. You don't know what to do with it all. Bring some this way. This Hell is a yeah. t- totally, totally true story. Remember I told you guys about a buddy of mine that I went to Vegas with in May for the Canelo fight, and he brought home $300,000 in cash? Do you guys remember yes. that story? Yes. yes, and you said you'd never seen that amount of money in cash ever mm-hmm. before. Correct. Well, he went back to Vegas about a month or so ago. And came did he back lose with... $300,000 this time? No, came back with 400000 Yeah. Okay, now wait mm-hmm. a second. My man goes to Vegas a couple weeks back again, comes home with 800 large in cash. Who is this person? For real. And I said, and I, we were on the phone last night, this, this buddy of mine, we were on the phone last night, and I said, bro, how do you, what do you attribute this to? You know, like, like good luck, is that is that it? Are you a genius player? Do you count cards? Like, what is it? What does he play? 
blackjack. Oh, then he probably definitely counts cards. Probably definitely being, you know, an oxymoron, but he definitely counts cards. Yeah, so my daughter saw a picture of the cash, and her response was exactly what yours was, Laura. She was like, so can you pay for my college in cash? Do you mind? Is that okay? Because that can pay for all four years of my college. I was like, you can pay for a house. I'm I just trying to get my, uh, you know, body right. So <laughs> I was like, Sark, you don't know what to do with that money? Bring it over to me. Thank you very much. I'm I feel like saying. you can get lucky like once or twice, like that kind of money. But like if he's playing blackjack, I feel like um, just sounds, you know, like the counting cards thing is real. You know, yeah. like people get kicked out of casinos all the time for that. Like it's not even like illegal. It's just frowned upon. I don't think I don't think he's counting cards because he's sitting there sucking down drinks, too. No, so. if he was counting cards, they'd be. You Winning thought that I would, much money. You, yeah, they'd you're be right. breaking his legs. So. Yeah, yeah, you're probably know. right. I would know. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. he's just drunk sitting here getting lucky. I learned to do that, how to do that on a podcast <laughs> like two days I, ago. Yeah. How to count cards? Um, yeah, yes. yeah, on a This American Life podcast. All right, maybe I should. I mean, you in. probably should say that out loud. Is what I, I would I, say. I don't. I don't play. I don't never play blackjack. Know, you know, like I literally go to the casino and I play slot machines and craps. It's all. I never played blackjack in a casino, so I don't care. Like She's people are allowed to back. know how to use it. Are you going to Vegas, girl? If you come back, my mommy's be like, "Ooh, I need to listen to that podcast." <laughs> all I play is craps. I don't ever play cards. Um, at M Lopez DTV cap, uh, is mad at me. Cause he Why? said at Sedano, punch him in the face. Really, bro. You can't just take that at Scott Kaplan, run circles around you. Hashtag Cubano Celoso to which, you know what Cubano Celoso means? <laughs> no. Can you tell me? Cubano Celoso means jealous Cuban <laughs> to which I responded, bro. No, I just responded. No mames. Oh crap! I can't say that because Laura's gonna dump it. I did. <laughs> Why? What's that mean? You can I, say the other one. All right, I'll just say, I, to which I responded because now I have to say it because I said the actual word. <laughs> I can't say that one on the air. I responded, "No mames, bro," and uh, and then he writes, "Bro, you can hear the jealousy in your voice." Two no mames way, and I'm like, Je- first of all, what jealousy? Why? Why? What? I was. I, I, you can say if I was annoyed. I was annoyed because I was trying to read this thing because Laura's in my ear telling me she's going to get in trouble, and you keep talking. And that's part of the charm, by the way, is that we fight. Like, that's part of the deal. But I also wanted to say, George, and I put it out on Twitter also to the gentleman, I'm a peaceful brother, just so we all know here. I'm, Which, I'm anti-violence. I'm pro-peace and love, just so we're all clear. I mean, would you rather have just said... I want to kick him in the ding ding or something like would that have been better like just because it's funnier it's a funny word yeah like, that is funny I would like to kick you in the ding ding is actually kind of funny because okay is that what you call it it's with... an old Eddie Murphy joke if you yeah. I don't know if you saw Eddie Murphy Raw it's the beginning of, course, of the movie of course I saw Eddie Murphy Raw I had doing... it memorized are you kidding yes. me um, so which I wrote back to M Lopez uh, DTV wait this is a show it's all entertainment not real life again no memes. No memes, man. Peaceful. No Peaceful mames. brother. Peaceful brother over here. Like, I, I still don't understand. Like, I get that people listen to the show and not everybody listens every day. I get that. I clearly get that. But if you've listened to the show now and you listen to literally how we can pivot from acting like we want to kill each other to literally laughing out loud about something someone said, like, doesn't it resonate at some point? Oh, yeah. It's part of the show. Yeah, I don't know nope. if everybody gets it, George. I'm not sure if everybody gets it. People I, don't I, even realize that we are, like, exaggerated caricature versions of ourselves. 
Like, can you imagine if we were just like, you know, if we communicated on the radio the way we all conduct our daily lives, I feel like the show would be very boring, you know? Everyone yeah, plays way, it up way. a little bit for the show. And by the way, Mason is just Texas again for some reason. I don't know what this is in reference to. I may have missed it. Maybe it went over my head. But uh, And he sent it with Siri again, just so everyone knows. Uh, Scott has an imaginary friend. <laughs> what? Or, or. I, that, that, literally, that's all it says. Like, I don't even know oh, what this is. Oh, maybe he's talking about the guy from Vegas. He's saying oh. that he's not real. Well, you did send us actually a picture one time of all the cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was God. a good picture. Dude, I, I send you a picture of this cash, and you're like, what? Like, I really don't know. If, if you had, this is a true story, though. If you had a million dollars in cash, and it's just cash, hundreds, how do you spend it? Like, what do you I mean? You could take it to Vegas. Hey, I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to take ten thousand dollars. I'm going to take fifty thousand, hundred thousand. But when you're playing high roller, you don't you don't take cash and put it down on the table. You have a line of credit with yeah. the casino. Yeah. So what do you do for the? How long could a million dollars in cash last you? You know, pay a housekeeper a like, hundred bucks a week, buy some gas, go out to dinner, restaurants. But nobody uses cash, remember? Right. Not only that, but also you know you need your you need your credit cards for you know, keep track of things and write-offs and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know what I do with all that money. You deposit it into the bank. Cap. No, I don't think you can. Or, or yeah, let, you, it's can. you can't. No, you no, could, it's they something. give you a form when you cash out all that money at a casino, and you have to like yeah. fill out a, the tax form. Oh, you got to pay taxes on yeah, it. Yeah, and then and then you deposit it into the bank. And when you deposit it, usually that you give them that form so they know it's, there's nothing shady yeah. going on. Okay, but what if you don't deposit it? Well. They still know because well, you're the, put the, it in a mattress or something. The casino has yes, record for sure, of it. Yes, sure, George. Underneath the mattress, underneath the pillows on the couch. And I don't know what I do with all that cash. Bury it in the backyard. Yeah. You'd get audited. Damn That's it. what would happen to you. Oh, you would totally get audited. You think so? Hundred yeah. percent. Why me? Because it'd just be your luck. You'd be yeah. like, you guys, listen to what happened to me today. <laughs> you mean Can I'd you be believe like I got yes. audited? Yes. yes. No, no, you, no mean, question. you mean like I'd start it off like this, Lindsay? Like, guess what? I went to Vegas, and I won a million dollars playing blackjack, and I'd come and I'd brag about it on the radio, yep. and the next thing yes. you know, some IRS agent would be, like, looking for me? Yep. Yes. You'd be like, yeah, much. this guy, he was knocking on my door, and I didn't know what he was there for, but turns out it was the IRS, because apparently I have to do, I have to claim that cash I won. I thought it was just an Amazon delivery. Turns out it was the IRS barking at me. Yeah, you might be right. I probably couldn't keep my big mouth shut if I won that kind of money. No, absolutely not. I'd have to brag about it. I mean, wouldn't you guys? Mm. No. You I would, would to go some to people. Vegas and win a million dollars and not come brag about it? No, because... I won it on the radio. I would. Yeah, we know. I would, gladly. <laughs> gladly. You win a million dollars at a casino? You know what happens you when you're a Latino, Kaplan, and you win a million dollars? And um, you I say ha- that? People I are going to guess... be coming out of the work work. Yeah, okay. Everybody's going to come looking for some money. Like, hey, remember? Soy tu tia, tu tío, your cousin that you right. haven't talked to in People like, come like, out of the woodwork, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter came out of the woodwork last night when I was on the phone with my buddy. She's like, yo, can you pay for my college? I was like, you know, I was kind of embarrassed, but I was sort of proud of her at the same time. You know? Kind of embarrassed, like, don't ask somebody to do that. And then on the other hand, I was like, you know what, girl? Good for you. You like That was your instant reaction was, yo, can you pay for my college? By the way, listen. You're such a lovable idiot. I love listen, this. Listen, I don't know why, but here's the thing. One other thing about college real quick. So, George, my daughter, 
We're going to Tulane is this, University. Is, is this story going to take longer than like no. 90 seconds? We're going to Tulane University this weekend to go visit Tulane because oh, right that's where she's, okay. she's gotten into, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to tell everybody at UCLA who's listening right now, my daughter's an amazing rower, incredible rower. I got pictures to support what I'm saying. I would love to get this child into UCLA. I told her, the universe will decide. You get Do you want UCLA? me to like call uh, Martin Jarman, the athletic director? I would, and tell him what a great rower she is. Yeah, Lindsay, because, what were we supposed to have him on the show? What the hell's going on with UCLA? I don't know. I've, I followed up. I'll forward you the email. Hey, UCLA, we've been trying. Do you want, I, I will just text your AD as opposed to going through you. If that, if, if, if this, like, we've been trying to get him on for two weeks. The last email I got was asking what you wanted to talk about. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. Are we serious with <laughs> what this? What do we want to like, talk about? What is what it? Are we, we're going to talk about, like, we're not going to ask him about the Ukrainian war. Like, what are no. we talking about here? <laughs> and, we're, and I'm not going to try and sell him on my daughter's rowing career. Yes, you are. No, you definitely are trying yeah, to do that. Well, maybe a little bit. Maybe a yeah. little. Just Be a little careful. Bit. You don't I, want to turn into Aunt Becky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail over it. Yeah. That's true. All right, we got to go to break. Look at that. You didn't say yeah, I mean, that, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was just waiting to see if right. you got No, we got to go to break. Okay, everybody stop. We got to go to break. Thank you. That way nobody, Laura particularly, doesn't get in trouble, and I don't have to try to punch you in the face. Peace, or George. Or kick you Peace. in the ding-ding. Peace, George. Kick you in the ding-ding. Sounds like it hurts. Yeah. I mean, people have stepped on your... I mean, you have children. They've kicked you there a million times over. All right. I know that's true. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Oh, was this a number one hit or something today? Is that how this thing went yep. today? Yep, that was a number one hit today in 1998. Celine Dion. Uh, this song, this movie, is Titanic. Where's Titanic rank still on like the uh, like box office, like money, all that crap? Because I, I would like imagine two or it's three to s- Avatar. Yeah, I would. I would really? imagine Titanic. Mm-hmm. What happened, Scott? You were going to say something. Avatar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't you remember the big deal it was when it like surpassed Titanic? I don't. I remember yeah, seeing it, thinking to myself, "I'm not really into this." What? That's such a good movie. I don't know. I mean, I remember. How long ago do you think that movie was? Ten years ago? So, do you want to get, take a guess how much money Titanic has made worldwide? I'm going to guess $400 million. Worldwide? Yeah, I'm just guessing. Okay. Lindsay? Two, two and a half billion. Laura? Yeah, I was in the billion, so like three, just to go over Lindsay. I mean, you two are over, but Scott is way under. $2.2 billion. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, Avatar made $2.847 billion. Wow. Yeah. For a movie you didn't like. Yeah, I mean, I just, how long ago was Avatar, you think? What year do you think that was? Because I remember seeing it, and I was like, I walked out, and I just was like, okay, whatever. No. What year was Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? It's that long ago, huh? 
Yeah, I only saw it one time. Anybody see it more than once? Because I don't even remember what it was Me. about. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I mean, it's not like a ooh, I gotta go see it, but you know now. But yeah, I've seen it a few times since it came out. You know, George, I was in a movie theater last Thursday night. This is two movies I've seen so far this year. I saw Spider Man in a movie theater, and I saw Studio Six 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 this past Thursday night, which is the Foo Fighters. What is Studio Six 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 about? It's a it's like a horror comedy by Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Got horrible reviews, by the way. Well, I mean, what is it going to get? Good reviews? I mean, it's it's a horror movie about a rock band, it, it, but it was hilarious. Because the oh, is that why you movies? randomly tweeted in the middle of the night over the weekend? Yeah. Something at the Foo Fighters? Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> the movie was hilarious. Wait, I, I, I love that Lindsay also laughed when I said that. And I'm sure Laura is just like shaking her head somewhere Which in that part? studio. The part, part that you literally tweeted at the Foo Fighters about going to see this thing. Yeah, right. Why, but why is that, why is that not cool? Is it's that, not like, that it's not cool. It's just very you. Yeah, but listen, listen, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I know. And I, and I love Dave Grohl, and I wanted to give my man some feedback that, yo, man, your movie was effing hilarious. Absolutely hysterical. Because it's a, it's a gore movie, like, you know, horror movie. with. Lots it's like of a violence. Rocky Horror Picture Show, basically? Actually, that's what I compared it to. I okay. said, this is kind of like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I know that nobody here will ever see it, so let me just tell you that there's this one scene where, because Dave's killing everybody in the band, and there's this one scene where he takes a cymbal and he throws it like a frisbee, and it cuts the drummer's face in half, and his body like falls down the floor, and half of his head is above the cymbal. And instead of everybody being like, Ugh! I was dying hysterical laughing. Like when one of your favorite rock bands decides to put together a movie, and it's a gore comedy, I thought it was hysterical. I didn't expect it to get good reviews, Lens. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, as long as you liked it and you spent the money to go see it, who cares? Oh, well, hold on. I didn't I'm spend just money. saying. I didn't spend money. To oh, you it. got it for free. Yeah, that's right. Then it's okay. Yeah, that's right. Somebody rented out the theater, did like, you know, an opening night kind of deal. Yeah. The food and beverage was all handled, which made it even better. You know, because then I could order the big popcorn and not care about it, you know? Get the big yeah. soda, not care about that either. Not ask for a smaller soda for lesser money. Not have to get up in the middle of the movie. You know, I didn't have to drink it all. So, two movies, George. Two movies in one year. It's a yeah. new record. Good for Be you. Impressed. By the way, if you haven't seen on my Twitter at Sedano, um, uh, Royce Tony, uh, who is actually a producer director of uh, the uh, Thirty for Thirty on ESPN Run Ricky Run, is a big fan of the show. He listens to the show, so he did a Sedano and Cap bingo card uh, that is uh, I have quote tweeted, so you can see it. And there are people now sending in submissions that could be that we're missing on the bingo card that we can add another row to because we could use one more row, um, you know, to make it a true bingo card of, you know, so we need four more suggestions. And Carlos Sanchez has added in the Sedano Psy. Oh, I love the Sedano Psy. It's one of my favorite parts of the show when you're like really, really trying to figure out where you're headed in this particular direction about a certain. So you're like. And then he also adds, talking about Laura's friends. That's right. I only got friend dot. No friends anymore. Okay. Just making sure. That's what you say. Everybody needs to know that. Looking for love. (laughs) I'm not mad. We're all looking for love in this world, Laura. Screw love. 
Screw love. Yeah, yeah, but that's a whole other thing. So going back to the bingo cards. I mean, screw love is pretty, uh, you know, like <laughs> excessive. Like I feel like that's no you know? longer like, you know, like a small thing. Um, it's like by a the whole way, so- revolution like emo punk music. Like yeah, yeah. no love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually like a, a punk band right there. Screw Love, yes, is like the, is the name of the band. Uh, John Garcia, a friend of ours, when we were talking about the movies, asked me, what is the number two grossing film? So t- Lindsay was right. Titanic is now number three. Avatar is one still. Avengers Endgame j- came up just short of Avatar at $2.797 billion. So, wow. Yeah. This all started with Celine Dion. I'm sure I've told you guys that I was in Vegas. This is several years ago when Celine had a house show. I don't remember exactly where it was. Uh, might have been Caesar's Palace. Time too. Caesar's yeah. Palace, maybe. Yeah. That sounds right. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. And I, I went to see um, Celine one time with my ex-wife. By the way, like every woman in the entire place is hysterical crying. I'm like, you know, she's a great singer. She really is. But, I mean, I'm not crying about it, you know. Yeah. But um, my daughter at the time, she goes, yeah. Dad, what's what's this sea line thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about, sea line? And she goes, right there, the sign that says sea line. I'm like, I'm looking around like there's Sea World or something nearby that yeah. there's a sea right. lion. Yes. Turns out it's an ad on the side of a truck that says C-E-L-I-N-E. And I'm like, oh, Celine, not C-Line. Right. C-C. So, you know, just a little screw up of the word. But, you know, Dad didn't know what she was talking about. And Celine is back uh, in Vegas, and she's now at Resorts World. Have you been there? No. Incredible. Where is Resorts World? So Resorts World is, like, across the street from... um, What's the... The the Wynn Hotels. Um, Got it. And... It's basically five resorts in one. So it's like, uh, you know, an, an, I would say average priced resort. And then it goes up to like, you know, above average to like luxury to like super luxury to like, you know, I don't know. Like a high roller off the like, like, and, like basically like movie star. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it just like, yeah. 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 Like pimp with a limp. You know what I'm saying? Or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like I, I've been there. It was great. That's the place where that's the hotel. Remember where I went, I had the uh, bad experience at the, at the Mexican restaurant. I wanted yeah. to go cause the chef was yeah. from LA or whatever. Right. And right. I ended up at the, uh, the wine place. Uh, I think it's Wally's that they have one here in LA too, or a couple here in LA. I ended up at Wally's where they treated me great. Um, I still have not gone back. I'm still, you know, I know everyone's told me to give it a second chance at the Mexican place because you know. You don't want to judge it on one impression. But first impressions do matter is what I would say. Well, you also never got the food, so you don't really have an impression other than the hostess That's who true. was not accommodating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we're all oh, somebody just patient. sent in another another uh, bingo card uh, phrase. Right. At Sedano, we're way over the break, which is true. I do say that, and <laughs> usually it involves you and me wanting to either kick you in the ding-ding or punch you in the face. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are way over the break. Not right now, but usually we do get way yes. over the break. Uh, Patrick Abandi just asked, uh, did you guys get in trouble? The ESPN app just switched to a whole different show for L.A. Uh, so we're going through, like, a systems, like, reboot around here. So there's a lot of wacky things going on. Like, right now, the phones aren't working. I just got an email from our boss, Amanda, that the phones won't be working for a while. Podcasts will be down. I, I, hopefully this is only going to last a day or two. Well, I this mean, guy that we just said that to, he's never going to know because it's right, not Right, I'm going to have to respond show. to him. Yes, yes. We are going. Yeah, I'll just write to him, whatever. Uh, anyhow, all right. What the hell was that we were going to talk about? I don't know. You we were, talked about a let lot. Let me of tell it. you what you were going to talk about, and, yeah. and I'm sure we'll get to it like after Radio Tinder. But you you specifically made a point that you wanted to bring up the fact that Anthony Davis is, is not, not saving this team. Correct. 
All right. We will do that at 545 after Radio Tinder next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, real quick, guys, I know we're going through server changes, so apologies if the phones aren't working or the app isn't working and you're listening now. Because, look, I know when the sun goes down, I know some of the people in the IE particularly switch over to listen on the app because, you know, the, the signal is worse once the sun goes down. So my apologies. I, hopefully all this stuff will get sorted out here soon. Um, so please bear with us with all this stuff. Um, and also, difficulties. Yes. And also, Christopher, uh, no more excuses when this server thing's over. Can you change the damn open for Radio Tinder already? <laughs> because Lindsay has been here for like almost a year, it feels like. Mm-hmm. He'll, um, be like he'll be like, well, you know, I got all these other things I got to do. Yeah. Well, how about you do She's this She's fam, bro. Fix it. He there doesn't you sleep, you know. That's yeah. True. Uh, all right, Lindsay, what do you got? All right, so after several issues came up during the playoffs last season, the Indianapolis Colts have submitted an official proposal to the NFL to change the overtime rules. So the rule change would guarantee that each team gets at least one possession in overtime, both during the regular season and in the playoffs. Apparently, the Kansas City Chiefs have kind of like vocally supported this notion that they're going to change, but the NFL Competition Committee is expected to talk about it when they meet this week in Indianapolis. Do you guys think that the overtime rule is going to be changed by next season? Not like this coming one this year, but by 2023. Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe left. I'm not sure anything's going to change. I I guess I would like to see it change. I do think each team should get a possession in overtime. And if the first team gets the ball and scores a touchdown and the second team gets the ball and doesn't score a touchdown, game, set, match. I'm not sure I answered your question, though, Lindsay. No, you did. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I felt confident in answering the actual question. I mean, what do they normally, like, what did they used to do? Well, back in. For, for, like, overtime rules, what they would do? Yeah. Um, The first team that scored won, regardless of what it was. Yeah, well, it's stupid that both teams don't get a chance, especially in the playoffs. Like, regular season, whatever. You do three times and you play to a tie after three times, whatever. But, like, in the playoffs, I think it's crucial that they both get a possession. Yes. Yes. And, by the way, for the guy who's questioning you, Cap, about Caesar's Palace or Celine Dion, it was Caesar's Palace was her original residence. Yeah, a guy was like, how do you not remember going to Caesar's Palace to see Celine? Because you're probably drunk in Vegas. That's why. Well, I mean, but the other part of it is it's got to be – this is a long-ass time ago. So I remember seeing Celine. I just didn't remember exactly where we saw her. Is that really that big of a deal? Not remembering yeah. the venue? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine with me. I mean, I mean that's, where, is, that's where... Is, 
Go cannabis ahead. is a much stronger product today than it was back in the day. I grant you that. Yeah. But, I mean, just occasional forgetting where you were, no big deal, is it? I mean, when you're in a yeah, Celine okay. Dion concert, I could totally understand you as Cap, like you not remembering where it is because you probably tuned out the entire thing. Well, I probably, I probably A, didn't want to go, and B, probably tuned it all out because I'm sure I paid a lot of money for the tickets and I didn't want to go. And, um, you know, it was my ex-wife, you know. So I probably, I've probably taken a lot of that out of my brain. Okay, moving on. All right, so Bill Simmons is not only the founder of The Ringer, but, you know, he's a pretty well-plugged-in guy when it comes to the NBA. And yeah. he said something on his podcast today that was very interesting. He said, quote, I think the league is going to expand to Vegas and Seattle, and I think the leading contender to get that Vegas team is Fenway Sports Group. And yeah. remember, LeBron is part of the Fenway Sports Group. Do you guys think that there is anything to this rumor? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'll swipe right. I'll just say that there's something to that rumor, and I would say that that uh, very much uh, is in line with things that I've heard. And I don't think that Seattle or Vegas are coming online as a f- potential expansion franchise for at least several years. So it's going to be a while before that actually happens. But, uh, yes, all that sounds very much like the stuff I've heard in the past. Can you imagine an NBA team in Vegas? Yes. Yes, I can. I think it'd be awesome. It would be like crazy, but it would be awesome. Well, I'm also swiping right with George here. You know, when it comes to the NBA's eventual expansion, and that's if it all ever really happens, as long as the NHL took the lead and went into Vegas – and then the NFL followed up when most of us kind of perceived the NBA as owning Vegas, even though it didn't have a team and there were no pro sports teams in town at the time. The NBA's got to get into Las Vegas. As for Seattle, now that they've got a hockey team and the arena is operational again, that's probably the next West Coast market that I would think would be in line to get an NBA team. So I think Seattle and Vegas are both very realistic. I don't know about the LeBron part of it and the Fenway part, but I think the markets are definitely going to be in line to get NBA teams. All right, next one. Uh, so 2022, here we're going to talk about your boy here, Cap. Okay. 2022 is going to be a big year for Canelo Alvarez. On Friday afternoon, it was revealed that Alvarez was planning on fighting two times in a deal with DeZone. And apparently Alvarez is still negotiating to fight a third time in 2022, and that would put the value of his contract with DeZone at $160 million. So that's a lot of money for him to play blackjack with, Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently his trainer-manager, Eddie Reynoso, appeared to confirm the reports by commenting on it on Twitter. Should we go to at least one of these Canelo fights this year? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right and say yes. Now, I presented to you guys that we should go the first weekend in May because that's when the Kentucky Derby is on a Saturday afternoon, and then there's a mega fight Saturday night in Vegas. George, I think your conflict was NBA playoffs, as I recall. Yeah, what date? What was the date again? I think it's May 7th. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in the middle of NBA playoffs at that time. I mean, it's possible, but um, unlikely is what I would say. So, yes, Lindsay, whether it's May 7th, or it's later down the line this year, we should definitely go to Vegas, and we should definitely be at a Canelo Alvarez fight. I mean, yeah, he's I, I mean, fight I fight in July, too. I think you guys can go, and if for whatever reason, um, I, let's say I have a game, have Beto do the show with you. Beto no, does no, boxing. We're, we're not going without you, Sedano. We're no, no, thing. I'm serious. I'm, no, I'm not even joking. Like, Beto does boxing. Right. Like, no, Beto he literally works. Man. 
in boxing. Sure, <laughs> like, I, I agree, but I think we should go like and have a day as the show. We know? could do like, it again. Vegas is right there. It true. doesn't matter. Like, we could also do it in July because George probably has NBA Summer League. When's that start, I do. George? Um, yeah, but there's going to be a big UFC on July 2nd, which is before Summer League, but we could do that too. Like, yeah, there's – we can, like, I'm serious. Like, go with Beto. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, especially for a Canelo fight, um, you know, Cap – you know, and him are best friends now these days. But Beto is actually, like, really good friends with Canelo. I think we should go <laughs> t- to, like, the what UFC one and then have, you know, have Beto <laughs> like come actu- too. Like, he actually knows who Beto is. Mm-hmm. Do you think he know. knows who you are? He's probably like, oh, that guy right over there? Yeah, he's friend. He's like one of the hanger-on guys. He's friends with my friend. Right. Yeah. But he knows Beto. I mean, you did go on his private jet. No, I didn't go on his private jet. I just oh, went on your private dinner. private jet. I was just at his private dinner. That's all. Yeah. Oh, that's right. P, not the PJ, the PD. Right. Private dinner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next? All right. Last one. HBO's 1980 Showtime Lakers has not premiered yet, but the network is already thinking about another Lakers show. Apparently, they're thinking about doing one based around the Kobe Bryant Shaq in the LA 3P era. Do you yeah, guys think cool. that a show about the Kobe Shaq era would be better than the Showtime Lakers? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Mm. I'm going to swipe left mm-hmm. and say no, I don't think it would be better. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't think it would be better is because I'm not sure that anybody would be like, oh, no, they're doing this Shaq, Kobe, Phil Jackson, three-peat Lakers docu-series. Oh, it's going to be ugly. See, for some reason... The fact that people don't like what's what's going to happen with this Lakers show that HBO's got now, that tells me something's going on here that people are trying to like, hey, we don't want that out there or we yes. don't want that representation out there. Yes. Yes. So because of that, now yes. I really, really, really want to see it. And I don't think that the Shaq Kobe one would be better or worse. I I can't wait to see this one. When does this come out, Linz? Does it say? It's coming out in like a week or two, right? Yeah, I think it comes out maybe even this week. I'm well, good, because since there's no Laker basketball to talk about, there's Laker basketball docuseries to talk about. And there's already a season. I believe there's already going to be a season, too, like that HBO knows it's going to – it's so anticipated and it's going to be watched. Like they already know – they already feel like the like, – I guess they have some sort of metrics based on interest, right, on like people Googling it or whatever, or I don't know. But I've heard that there's a season two already basically being written. For wow. this winning time story. I've seen a couple of reviews. It comes out Sunday. Yeah. What you told yeah, us March last 6th. week about Jeff Perlman, who wrote the book, and how Jeannie Buss and he were, were good friends, and now they they're not yeah. Yeah. because she's pissed about whatever it is that he wrote and, and what HBO is doing with it. Like, that in and of itself makes me want to see it that much more. Yeah, I guess their relationship went south when she found out that his book was being developed into, like, a TV series. Hmm. Uh, a court reportedly, right? Yes. So, um, all right. Uh, one more. Yes. Let's go. One oh, well, more. That is all I have for radio. Okay, Sunday. then no more. All right. <laughs> Anthony Davis is not going to save this team. This thing is off the rails. We'll tell you why, specifically about a- when it comes to AD and how he even can't save this next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, yeah. Oh, hells to the years. Boots with the fur. Yeah. Looking at her. She hit you, the floor. You know what I think of? Like when you're no, no, you're going no, hells to the no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all the things you've just said and done yeah. and snapping your fingers, which I hear. Yeah. You know what I think of? I think of you mm. doing that dance that mm. what's-his-face from Notre Dame Brian Kelly was doing on the LSU video for the kid who ended up going to Alabama anyway. <laughs> the yeah. eye thing, you know? Yeah. That's you. Like, I feel That's like you're you doing think? that right now. Yeah. You think I'm doing the, the eye thing, the, the yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow Pulp Fiction eye yes. thing? Yes. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. Yes. Turn this up. Let me jam for a second here. Come on. It's 542 in the evening. It's time to jam. You should see the way I'm rocking out right now. I'm not doing the eye thing. I'm not doing the Brian Kelly thing. I am doing something that would probably be equally as, like, you know, you'd be disgusted by my moves right now. But I'm feeling it. Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Yeah. Looking at her. See, this is just like the bingo card. I'm going to destroy all the words. Low, 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 low. This song was a jam, though. Like it was everywhere for a Still minute. Was it was a jam. Wasn't it in the the Hangover two? Not two, as in Hangover T O O. I feel it's not been in a two. few movies, right? I do feel like it could have been more songs. Yeah, you know, maybe Bad Moms. Bad Moms is really good too. That's, That's a, a funny movie. movie. Oh my God, Bad Moms is a hilarious movie. You've seen it? There we go. I have. I don't yeah. remember why I watched it, but it must have been one of those things that was like trending on Netflix or something like That's that. So good. It's a great movie. Hysterical. Yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, but anyway, shout out to Flo Rida. Uh, so, Anthony Davis. Mm. Going to be out at least another, I don't know, till March 17th is when he'll be reevaluated. Oh, my God. March 17th. Pff, give me a break. Yeah. Ain't coming back by no March 17th. Okay, well, that's the earliest. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's the earliest. So... Now, that would still leave three weeks and change. <laughs> Hold on a second. I don't know why I didn't catch this, although it did sound weird to me. Did you say Gwyneth Paltrow in Pulp Fiction? Is that what I said? Was that? Wait, wait a second. Gwyneth Paltrow. Wait a second. Don't tell me. Who, who did I get her confused with? Um, oh, gosh. I can't think of her name. Oh, what's the actress's name that was in Pulp Fiction that does the eye thing? Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me, and I'm not going to Google it. She's in a, a couple of other uh, Tarantino Gosh, movies. darn it. I can't think of her name. I said Gwen, I did say Gwyneth Paltrow. But what I meant was, who did I mean? Just give it to me. I give Uma up. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Damn it. Yeah. Did somebody say that on Twitter right away? Yeah, John Gossie. John, that's great listening by you, man. Good yeah. job, and thanks for the, for the looking out, man. Good looking out by you, dog. Um, so did you just dog him like Randy I did. Jackson I dogged on American Idol? Like, yeah, totally. Like, good, like, like that's good looking out dog. Exactly. Randy Jackson is exactly what that was. Okay. Shout um, out to Randy. So, yes. So maybe he's listening. I'm sure uh, he is. So anyhow, um, Anthony Davis. Yes. March 17th is the earliest, right? At <laughs> yeah, the moment. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's what, at least reportedly. Okay. Eh, get out of it. Come on. That leaves you about three weeks in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this Lakers team, I believe, is like about a game and a half, two games, two and a half games, somewhere in that range up on the 11 seed right now. So even the play-in is not a guarantee anymore. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there are people out there who remain nameless because this is gibberish, that the Lakers can win a championship if AD and LeBron are healthy. Now, championship listen, of what? Of the NBA. When? Now, this season. <laughs> Please. Now, you've heard me say, look, I – I mean, I, I probably wouldn't want to see them in the first round if I'm one of those top teams because it's, like, kind of annoying because usually in the first round you get a team that, you know, maybe gives you a little bit of a test, but it's not really that much of a test. And you're kind of easing your way in because then the second round gets really tough and, you know, obviously the conference finals gets really, really tough. and So, but not ideal if that's the case. But to sit here and say that the Lakers go in four straight series, I mean, that there's not much evidence – to prove otherwise, okay? Like, that seems absurd to me. You know that now they even have a less than 1% chance of even making it to the finals, let yes, alone, I like, know. winning yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Making it to the finals? I thought they're you were going to tell me they anything. have a less than 1% chance of making it to the playoffs. No, that's like 10%, I believe, now. Yeah. You know what was interesting, though, about this? And I, I can't wait to talk more about this AD side of it, George. I'm, you'll but, tell me. Yes, go ahead. But, but here's the thing. When Russell Westbrook last night had his postgame press conference, one of the other things that stuck out to me was – he said something like, um, you know, we have bigger goals around here, which is to win a championship in about a year and a half. And it was, a, it was kind of a throwaway comment, the way he said it. But I was listening to it, and I went, did he just say that, like, this season's practically over, but really our goal is to prep for n- making a run to a championship next season? Like, I'm telling you, if you were to go back and listen to what Russell said last night, he, it, it almost was like a slip of the tongue, like, hey, we have much bigger goals around here, like to win a championship next year. Almost as if to say, we understand that this year is a lost cause. But we'll regroup in the summer. We'll add a few pieces here and there. We'll work out together. We'll get to know each other better. And by next year, we'll be ready to make a run. I thought that was also Well, Ramona amazing. seems to think that this team will be fairly similar next year, which I can't fathom. I can't. I, I tend to think she's right. I, I don't know how they're going to retool again i mean that that's the question you have to ask yourself Would no no you but she means again? like intact though yeah i know i know what she means i i agree like are you gonna retool the entire roster again hey we're keeping lebron because he's lebron we're keeping ad because he's gonna give us like half the season because he's gonna be hurt the other half we're gonna keep russ because he's gonna work finally better with these guys and he's gonna play his role better and then we're gonna get rid of the entire roster and bring in all new guys you can't keep doing that and let's face it, it every hasn't year worked. LeBron has been here has been a different group, basically. Right, and and I think that if he looked back and he and he was really honest with himself, he'd say, "What did I do here? Like, why did I tear apart last year's team? Because we were really right there until I got hurt." Your point about AD though, about AD's not coming back to save them. First, I'll say this: the likelihood of him coming back mid-March, I don't buy it. I I, I actually, George, I'm kind of. I'm going to be surprised if AD makes it back at all for this year. I'm not playing doctor here. I'm not I'm not studying his x-rays or his MRIs. But at some point, you got to think that he might look at the season and say, we're not going anywhere, so why put more wear and tear on the body? You think that's reasonable? I mean, I, I, I would get it. I mean, listen, I'll tell you this. Speaking of that, okay, and and by the way, real quick, let me pause because I want it. Tim Legler this morning on ESPN. And 
I, I mean, there are very few people I respect their analysis more than Tim Legler. Like, this man knows the game of basketball. Not only did he play it at a high level in the NBA for many years, um, but I think he does arguably the best job of anyone teaching the game on television, like when he's on SportsCenter and all this stuff and all the crazy videos that he does and the telestrations and all that stuff. Um, but I, I do want to get to something else in regards to kind of like the thing you mentioned about AD sitting it out. But Legler had a comment about AD that I wanted you to hear first, um, and it's in line with what we were just discussing. Laura, do we have that Tim Legler sound that I asked you mm-hmm. that I, I asked you about like six hours ago, mm-hmm. it feels like? All right, can you play it, please? It can be enough to change to, to the extent you'll say, yes, I can definitely now see them escaping the play. And you're talking about, you know, getting past Minnesota, potentially the Clippers, New Orleans. Yes, no question there. But when you start talking about coming from wherever you're going to have to come from, a seven or eight spot, play teams like Golden State or Phoenix or play a Memphis team. Look at what's going on with Denver and Dallas, how good those teams have been. No, you just don't see them escaping a seven-game series. You know, one of the problems in trying to figure this out is Anthony Davis is so talented talented on both ends of the floor that you you know you need to see it for an extended period of time to have a better idea he's going to make an enormous difference but I just think when you talk about the teams they would have to beat in a seven game series even Anthony Davis coming in here late to try to save the day I don't think is enough and I don't think you know it's amazing I'm writing off a team potentially that's got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it if he's healthy but those teams at the top of the west are just significantly better in every facet yeah, I mean, it's just too. It's gonna be too hard. Like the NBA right now this year, Cap. I would say there is the most possibilities of a champion that we've had in a very, very long time. Like we had a, a decent amount last year, I thought. And look, you ended up with Phoenix and Milwaukee, right? Like nobody, maybe Milwaukee people would have guessed potentially, but certainly not Phoenix. Um, and I think this year there's even more. Like I, I, I think you can look at the NBA standings right now, and we can do a little contender or pretender later. But I could easily tell you that there are at least six teams that can win the championship, and none and though, none of those six would surprise me. Are and you saying be, six total? Or are you saying six in the East and six in the West? Because no, 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 six total, which is a lot in the NBA. Like six teams that could hoist the trophy, and I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Like not even going to bat an eye that those teams could win a championship, yeah. and that's being cautious. Like, that's being, you know, I'm not extending it beyond teams that could get lucky or get hot or injuries could be a factor to help them, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like, that's just on, like, nuts and bolts, six teams, 1,000% could fit in this equation. Well, one thing Tim Legler should stop doing, and by the way, we should all stop doing this, we should all stop saying, if Anthony Davis comes back and he's healthy, we should all just stop saying that. Because the fact of the matter is, he keeps coming back, then he gets hurt, then he comes back, and then he gets hurt. And then he'll come back again, and you know what's going to happen, because that's what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt again. We should all stop trying to play this game of if and when and if and then. Because he ain't coming back, and even if he does come back, what's he going to do for the, for the Lakers this year? I mean, if he comes back and he's a Anthony Davis, like he's a 20 and... 15 guy like you yeah know, no he can like do that some small thing you know no, no, he saying? can do that for like three or four games okay now the, the, the staying on the floor is, is is what i get what you're getting at but like if he's actually playing yes he's impactful like that's not it's not i mean do you part. let me ask you a question you've covered this kid for a long time anthony davis right mm-hmm. yeah guy's got got the body he's got the talent he's got the game etc cetera, etc cetera. 
but we know that he can't stay healthy. You are you wait are you betting on Anthony Davis returning this year and no. helping the Lakers? No, I'm not betting on that. Are, are you that. are you betting on Anthony Davis into the future that he could stay healthy enough to at least give you 50 to 60 games in a season? No, 50 or 60 I feel good about, but anything more than that I would not feel great about. Yeah, I mean listen, I'm not trying to down on the kid at all. I'm just telling you that for some reason his body cannot hold up. Right. Um but speaking of bodies holding up you know, LeBron has been on the injury report going back since pre-All-Star game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, knee, questionable, day-to-day, you know? And he's playing. And I'll tell you this. These last two games, I'm starting to think LeBron's knee is bothering him. Because, so I was sitting there um, in the media section with, like, you know, I'm sitting there next to Trudell, and in front of me is, like, all the beat writers, like McMiniman and Bill Orem and Wojcicki and all those guys and Kyle Goon from the Southern California News Group, and all, all the guys who cover the team, and then Jim Hill is there. Like, all that group of the media is on that side, right? And I have seen LeBron go to the rim a bunch of times. I mean, I don't know, a dozen times maybe each game. And I'm like, he's not finishing. And that to me was like, whoa, like, what is going on there? Like, how is LeBron James not finishing layups? Like, that... That, to me, was kind of a red flag, and I was kind of like, I think that, like, my initial impression is, is the knee bothering him? Is it, like, you know, wear and tear, like, age becoming a factor? Could it be all those things? And the more and more I thought about it last night, after a glass of wine, because I needed one after last night's game. I thought you um, said on Twitter you needed a lot more than one glass of wine after that game. Yeah, well, there were several. Um, And I thought to myself, you know what? That knee is probably really hurting him. There's a reason that it's questionable um, pre-All-Star break because he can't finish at the rim with as much success as he's normally been able to, not just in previous years. I'm talking about just three weeks ago or four weeks ago. Well, if that's your observation on the offensive end, we should also be looking at the defensive end because he just doesn't look right. I mean, when you see guys just shooting over LeBron and hitting threes or guys passing the ball through the lane and he's just late, to the party he just doesn't look right i'm i'm actually surprised lebron didn't come out of the all-star game and say like hey i need a few days but but he just played in the all-star game but it won't surprise me george here if in the next couple of weeks if things spiral down worse than they already are which i'm not sure how they can get much worse it wouldn't surprise me if lebron goes i'm out i'm killing myself here with my knee we're not going anywhere i'm putting more wear and tear on this body I'd be better served shutting it down now and preparing for next year. All right, coming up next, I've got some observations. I was in and out of the Lakers huddles yesterday uh, while doing sidelines for ESPN. Um, I actually kind of feel bad for Russ, and I'll explain why. And I spoke to a bunch of you, fans of the show, and there's a lot of feedback. Most of it positive. Some of it made me cringe. Yeah. Um, and so. Laura knows, and Lindsay know exactly what I'm talking about. And it involves you, Cap. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm shocked. Like I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be back in two minutes.